Amen, church. Amen. According to Matthew chapter 4. The Gospel according to Matthew chapter 4. Amen. In the Gospel according to Matthew chapter 4. We will find our scripture passage today, starting at the 8th verse, the gospel according to Matthew, chapter 4. And would everyone stand for the reading of God's word? Amen. Matthew, chapter 4, starting at verse 8 you will find these words. Again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain 
and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan, for it is written. You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. Amen. Thank you for standing for the reading of God's word. And as we continue in our series of lessons on Jesus... Making Mind and Ministry. Today we want to focus on the thought, don't sell out for a dropout. Don't sell out for a dropout. When we look at this text, Some might say, I understand the idea of selling out, but where is the dropout? The dropout is right in this text who has been one of the two characters that have been in main view in our series of sermons over the last few weeks. The dropout's name is Satan. He's a dropout because God had made him the chief musician, the chief in the heavenly places to bring glory to God. A beautiful specimen of light and, and, and beautiful color and a singer par excellence. A musician like no other musician. But sometime in the annals of time, Satan decided that his glory was so great that He didn't need to glorify God any longer. He thought that his place should be the place where God dwells. And so instead of him staying in his lane, he got out of his lane wanting to be in God's lane. He forgot all about that God is the everlasting to the everlasting. He forgot all about that God is not a creature. He is the creator. He forgot all about he's the one who created him. He got so caught up in the glory that God had given him that he forgot that God had more glory than that. And so he decided no longer that he was going to stay in his place. He was going to get out of his lane. And God saw his disobedience and God cast him out of heaven. There we find a dropout. But you know what's so bad about a dropout? What's that? Is a dropout is still a leader, Reverend. All right, all right. Come on now. And one drops out and others drop out too. Hmm. The leader, the dropout starts talking about, come on, y'all. You don't need this. You don't need God. All he's making you do is worship him. Why don't you come with me? And so one third of the angels went with Satan as well. And they all were cast out of heaven. And that's where we find today our demons. Demons are fallen angels who now serve Satan as their leader. 
But the unfortunate part of the whole issue is that no matter what they do, their end is in a bottomless pit, in the lake of fire and brimstone. They have been disobedient and they cannot overcome God. But now they're on their way to hell. And so I say to you today not to sell out for this dropout. Somebody today is saying, what? I mean, I ain't fooling with Satan. I mean, I'm not, you know, doing anything that he wants me to do. In the beginning of these sermons, I said that he is more cunning than any other beast Mm -hmm. in the field. Genesis chapter 3. Satan ain't going to come to you like some demon, red demon with a a sharp tail and a pitchfork. You know, that's all a deception in itself. Satan wants you to believe that's how he looks. Mm -hmm. Now, nobody would follow that. Well, at least I hope not. But what we follow is those things that are so attractive to us. We must understand that Satan is the prince of this world. Jesus himself in John let us know that that is who he is. Mm -hmm. Paul the apostle let us know in 2 Corinthians 4, 4, that he is the God of this world. Paul let us know in Ephesians that he is the prince of the power of the air. He is the true media mogul. When media thinks they're controlling, Satan is controlling them. We are dealing with an enemy that is cunning. And he's not going to come up to you looking like some caricature of a red devil with a pitchfork. Oh, he's way more cunning than that. He comes to you with things you like. Things that's attractive to you. The only reason why Eve decided to disobey God is because Satan made the temptation look so good. That with her eyes, all she could see is just just makes sense. See, that's the problem. It makes sense. God never told us to be led by our senses, but be led by his spirit. If there is a sixth sense, then it would be the Holy Ghost who leads us in a way that our eyes, ears, mouth, none of that can ascertain. It is the spirit of God. In which we are to be led. Now as we go to our text. In verse 8 we see. Again. That's the first clue that your enemy is relentless. Again. You're not just going to have one run in with him. And then he's going to leave you alone. Satan and his team is on their jobs. And they're coming back over and over again. So don't rest on your laurels if the Lord has blessed you to get through one battle because more battles are on their way. As we see again. Now as we go into this text, we see the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. This text allows us to see that Satan has power. We kind of broached on this a little bit in Sunday school that Satan is not just walking around here with no power. If he had no power, 
then the world would not be in the chaos that is in. That there wouldn't be demon possessions and folks being out of their mind. Even the Bible talks about the demoniac that was cutting himself. He has power. And when Jesus cast the demons out of the demoniac who said he had legion, which are many, and into the pig, the pigs jumped and killed themselves. Got power, y'all. So don't, don't sit around thinking that Satan is not a problem and that Satan can't do you no harm. Because he can, Amen. if you let him. And that's why it's so important that we continue to be in the safety of Jesus. That we continue to let Jesus have more of us so that he can lead us through these times of temptation. That he can lead us down the path of safety. Because if we try to pick it up on our own, we'll find ourselves in places we ain't got no business Amen. being. Amen. But in this text, we must understand that Jesus is the second Adam. Because the first Adam forfeited his dominion. And just as the Israelites were in the wilderness and were tested, so now Jesus is being tested in the wilderness. And if you have been listening and you who are Bible studiers, what you will realize is that these texts, that Jesus is quoting are from Deuteronomy. And Deuteronomy was a book that capitulized, if you will, or, or summarized what Exodus was all about, what Leviticus was all about, what Numbers was all about. He came back and reiterated things that he had taught in those times past and wanted to review them and reiterate them to his people. And so Jesus goes back here because the things that he point out is during their wilderness temptation. That is the time at which they were being tested. And so Jesus now being tested to fulfill that which the Israelites did not. Because the Israelites failed. The Israelites grumbled against God and tested Moses and tested God. And they were anything else but obedient. But now the second Adam comes in Jesus, who's a fulfillment of all of what Israel is and what Adam is, is now being perfectly obedient to the Father. But in his obedience and in his second Adam role, he's also teaching us how we to live. He's also teaching us about the pitfalls of life and how to be able to observe and how to see the enemy. When he looms on the horizon. To see the enemy when he's trying to trip us up. So in this text we see that he took him up on an exceedingly high mountain. Satan will put you in a spot where you can see real good the things of this world. He will give you almost clairvoyancy. Ability to just see and just magnitudes of what's in this world. And he will cause you to be attracted to these things because as this text says he could see all of the kingdoms and their glory even in a fallen world like we live in things have glory things have attractiveness it has splendor 
And so Satan uses the splendor that he has here to trip us up and to trip us into doing things that we don't have any business doing. Satan will position you in the most attractive place to entice you to put him before God. Somebody might say, I don't never put Satan before God. Yeah, you may not just come up and say, Satan, I'm going to worship you and, and then I'm going to, to not worship God. No, what he does is he, he uses things to get yeah. you to start worshiping them. And since he is the dominion, he is the, the dominator over them, by you worshiping them, you worship him and you don't worship God. When you start saying that, oh, I need to wash my car today instead of come to church. I, I, I need to spend my money on fixing my car instead of tithing to God. It's all these little decisions that you make. Well, well, I would have helped such and such if the Spirit told me to help, but I had to take care of my stuff. All right. Idolatry. Putting Satan before God. Because you're putting things which are his, whom he is the dominant one over them. You've got to be careful. He's not going to come so much so you can just upright and see him. He is more cunning than any other beast of the field. He is constantly trying to convince us, look, you don't need to do this and do that for the Lord. I mean, you got all your troubles today. I mean, don't fool with them folks down at the church. I mean, you got this you need to do, you got that you need to do, and this is more important than being down with them church folk. Oh, giving tithes. I mean, God understands, you know, you know, I know, just use them to take care of your stuff. And he's setting you up all the time. Because everything that we have or everything we ever will be comes from the Lord. Nah, nah. So if the Lord is saying to us, bring ye the tithes to the storehouse, that there be meat in my house, and prove me when? Now, saith the Lord. If I will not open the windows of heaven, Malachi chapter 3. And pour you out a blessing that you may not have room enough to receive. Now, why are we scratching and scraping with our little money to do for ourselves instead of doing for the Lord? God has a blessing that's waiting to go above and beyond that which we are trying to do in ourselves. But we forfeit it. And we do what's most attractive, which is to say, let me take what I got and do what I need to do. But really what we're doing is we're idolizing this situation and we're not worshiping God. Amen. Is that clear to everybody? But he's tricky. Satan is a tricky individual because he always wants us to think secularly. And what I mean by that, he wants us to think about the here and now. He don't want us to think about the promises of tomorrow. He wants us to think about today. I need this right now. If we look at our world system and how things have changed over the years, everything has become a more instant issue. We've got microwaves now. And so with microwaves, we can have instant oatmeal and instant this and instant that. But there was a time when I was growing up, we didn't have no microwave and things had to be cooked and it took a time and you had to wait. Right. 
But in that, we were taught how to wait. But now the world is trying to say you can get everything now. Right now, instead of waiting, I got to have it right now. All of the technological systems are all about right now. We used to have to save up our money, and we used to have to get some gas in a car, and on, on the summertime, we take a three-day journey to go from here to California to see our folks or out to New York. We had to wait. But we don't have to wait no more with technology. We can just pick up our phone, turn on video, and looking right at them. But you got to be careful about the culture dictates how you're supposed to operate in God. God has not changed like that. As the culture comes into right now, God's still saying, wait upon the Lord. For he shall in due time exalt you. But Satan is saying, no, I got it for you right now. He's saying that to Jesus right here in this text. Sister West Pauly, he, he, he looked and he said, you know what, I'm going to show Jesus some stuff. I'm going to show him all these kingdoms. And I'm going to say, if you, if you just worship me, he says in verse 9, he said, and he said to him, all these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Jesus, you're trying to worship the Father. And look at what you're going through, dude. I mean, you're going through all of this. You're out here with me. You know, you're banging up against me. I mean, folk are trying to kill you. You know, your people back there, the Jews, the leaders, they ain't for you. But I'm for you, man. Look, I'm showing you all this. I'm taking you up and look at all of this. It's mine. And it can be yours today. It can be yours right now. Sister George, he, he's trying to get us to forfeit our inheritance. Satan is trying to get us to take that which is not ours so that we don't get what's truly ours. As we talked about not focusing on the treasures, the treasures here on earth, but waiting on the Lord for the true riches which are in heaven. Because God said this stuff is going to burn up in the fire. Man, and many of the stuff is going to wear out and tear up before you even get a chance to enjoy it all that well. And see, the trick of Satan is that he was just showing Jesus the kingdom's glory. Right? I mean, you know, as we know, that these kingdoms are in a fallen world. And in this life, you shall have tribulations. You shall have tests and trials. There shall be an offense because we are offenders. And so just showing the glory of it to try to fool Jesus into going for that which was really not his, if he had went for it, it would have been like fool's gold. It would have shined maybe, but it ain't the real thing. And under that glory, he would have caught all of the trouble of a fallen world and forfeited that which God had for him. Because God had told him that he was going to build him a kingdom. And he was going to build him a new kingdom with folks who not of this land, who have been changed and have been rearranged and is going to be glorified and they're going to be the right. But that's what Satan tries to do to us. He tries to get us to go before the Lord. He tries, I'm going to be transparent today in my own life. 
years ago, decades ago now, I made a decision that I thought, hey, why don't I just have sex with this girl and have a baby? Because after all, we're going to get married. After all, I mean, in my mind, and Satan had me believing that I didn't have to wait on the Lord. I mean, come on, wait on the Lord, grow, you know, grow older, find a wife and all that. I mean, here's my wife right here. I know I, you know, I haven't married her yet or nothing like that, but we're going to get married. And I believe the fantasy. I mean, I, I said, sure, this has got to be. This has got to be right. I mean, we're so in love. God Almighty, we're in love. But the devil is more cunning than any other beast yes, in the field. Young people today, I hope you hear me. Because my mistake that day, I got a daughter who I love so dearly. But it cost me decades of heartache. Decades of not being where I needed to be. And if you haven't done that or you're thinking about it, don't do it. Because it's the Satan that's setting you up to cause you to fail. Right. And what happened as time went on, she got pregnant, had the baby. We're going along and planning for marriage. I'm engaged, y'all. Oh, I know. I said, I knew I had this right, y'all. Right, right. I had this thing down. Uh-huh. Yeah, Lord, I know you said do that. But I, I, I knew that this was going to be my wife. Oh, but Satan, yes, oh, he's crafty. Mm. And one day, after buying a house, after giving the ring, planning for the wedding, we break up. Mm. She goes her way, I go mine. Before we know it, we're nine hours apart, mm. watching my little baby walk out of the door mm. because I went before God. But after all that I tried to figure out, I mean, it just looked so perfect. I just, it just couldn't have went any other way. When you're fooling with Satan, it can. Yes, and that's what he was trying to do to Jesus. Looked so perfect, all the glory of it. But it wasn't no good. Wasn't real. It wasn't the true riches that God had for him. And so when we look in this text, we get instruction from the Lord. And this is something I didn't do. That Jesus did. Praise his holy name. When Jesus got this temptation with all of its attractiveness, he went to a place that I never even thought to go at that time. I mean, I was so confident in what I was doing, I never even thought to crack the word. I mean, I knew, I heard a little voice for a while, but I, I, I suppressed that. I was like, yeah. I, I hear it, but I, I, this is right. I got this fixed. So I didn't want to look at the Bible. I mean, oh, if I look at the Bible, then I'm going to really see what I'm doing wrong, and I'm going to really see this ain't the right direction. But I want to do what I want to do. You got to be careful because he will set you up. And sometimes my situation was tough, but sometimes it can be even worse. There are other folks who ain't here today. Because of doing things, they ain't got no business before it was time. And Satan set it up to look like, oh, it's going to be all yours. Mm -hmm. There are drug dealers that 
Satan that let them see that, oh, you know what, if you just sell these drugs, you ain't got to work that hard eight to five and do all of that. Man, for a few minutes, man, you can go out and you can slang a little bit. And before you know it, you're riding on millions. I mean, you on easy street, man. You got it made. You can have you a big house up in the hills. I mean, it's all good. But one day, cold steel was upside their head. And before they know it, they were out of here. But Satan comes to steal kill and destroy but the good news in this text is that we got a way out we got somebody and something that's able to direct us down the right paths through the quiet waters instead of the storm we got a we got a word from the lord because jesus said in verse 10 he said he said away with you satan for it is written you yes, shall worship the Lord your God yes, and him only you shall serve. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Him, only. him only. Worship him only. Mm. Worship meaning you're showing worth for him. You're in a state of showing worth for him mm. and serving him only. Yes. And that is the way. It's a sure, it's a narrow way, but it's the right way. Mm. It's the way of safety. It's the way by which God wants to bless you. And he wants to give you true riches. He don't want to give you the silver and the gold that's going to perish. But the Bible says that eyes have not seen nor ears have heard the good thing that God has in store for us. But I want to tell you as well that God will very well bless you maybe here on earth with some things. But you will then have it in the right perspective. You won't worship the things, but you will worship the one who gave you the things. You will use the things as tools for furthering his kingdom than you will using it as an object of worship. That's the difference. And that you will understand that it's all going to burn up in the fire. But one of these days, and it won't be very long because man's life is short and full of trouble that we will see stick our swords in the sands of time and we will study war no more there is a place where our true riches are that no one will come in and steal that they will not ever end that the moss will not eat up nor the rust corrupt there is a place and it's called heaven it's called the place in the presence of the Lord but you gotta wait on it and so as we look at this text before I come to a close we look at this text and we see that in verse 11 when you have withstood the test God's angels will take care of the rest look, look at verse 11 then the devil left him and behold angels came and ministered to him when you go through the test of this present world you're going to be tired sometimes you're going to get wounded and sometimes you'll be warm but know this one thing that God has never left you and he's kept his angels to encamp around you to minister to you and to heal you and to take care of you after the storm. But you need to remember that the enemy is always present. He's always around the corner looking. 
for the next opportunity. It does not say this in Matthew, but if you see the same account in Luke, it said that he left for a little while. Waiting for the opportune time. As long as you live in this life, children, that the devil will be after an opportunity to take you out. But there is an ark of safety. There is one who will surround you that is your shield and your buckler and his name is Jesus. He is the lily of the valley, Jesus. The bright and morning star, Jesus. He is Ezekiel's will in the middle of the will, Jesus. He is Mary's baby, Jesus. He is the fourth one in the furnace, Jesus. And he will take care of you. But be obedient and don't rush God. Don't get before your inheritance. Wait on your true inheritance that's going to come from the Lord. God is not slack according to his promises. A day is to a thousand years as a thousand years is to a day with the Lord. We get impatient but wait on the Lord. Because if we wait on the Lord, he shall renew our strength. We shall mount up wings like eagles. We shall run and not be weary. We shall walk and not faint. I say wait Wait upon the Lord, for he will do what he said he will do. The Bible lets us know that we have been given the Holy Spirit, who's given us power to overcome the world. I say wait, wait on the Lord. He shall be what you need when you're going through. Even though the troubled waters may come, he's a bridge over troubled waters. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. And the Bible lets us know that God sent his only begotten son. And on one Friday evening, he died for you and for me. He died that we might not end up in hell and in a fiery torment. And they buried him in a borrowed tomb. Three days later, he got up with all power in his hand. He lives so we can face tomorrow. He lives that trouble can be all gone. He lives that one of these days he's going to wipe our tears. There'll be no more crying and no more dying because he lives. Ain't that good news, children? Trust in the Lord today because he lives. We don't trust in a dead Jesus, but he sits at the right hand of the Father. Yes, he does. Yes, he lives. So the doors of the church are open. If there's somebody here today who does not know my Savior, Jesus Christ. Today is the day of salvation. You can come and learn of him today. The Lord says to ask him for forgiveness. And the Lord says to admit you are a sinner and that you need a Savior. And ask him to come in to your heart. The Lord says he stands at the door and knocks. If anyone would open the door, he will come in and sup with you. He'll come in and eat with you. He'll come in and feed you. Those things which you have been starving for. After you look around in all of your life, 
and you see it's coming to nothing. Mm -hmm. You realize that there's one more thing that can add up to everything. Mm -hmm. And his name is Jesus. If there's anybody here who does not know the Lord, you can come today. You can accept Jesus as your Savior today. The good news is that it won't cost you nothing. You can be poor without a dime. Because Jesus already paid the price. All he wants you to do is come and say, Lord, I am a sinner in need of a Savior. Lord, forgive me of my sins and come and live in my heart. And the Lord will come in and he will begin to change you and rearrange you and make you into the one that he would have you to be. Right now is the day of salvation. Why don't you come today? Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Just now. Just now. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Just now. He will save you. He will save you. He will save you. Just now. Just now. He will save you. He will save you. Just now. Only trust him. Only trust him. Only trust him. Just now. Just now. came, but there is still plenty good room. Amen. Amen. Amen.